The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? Uh, <laughs> that game sucked. That game sucked. Big time. Your Montreal Canadiens lose by a score of 2 to nothing to the Chicago Blackhawks on home ice. Uh, hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and uh, I'm, I'm a little bit pissed off. Uh, I'm a little bit pissed off, uh, mostly for the fact that I, you know, gave up my time watching that game uh, that was absolutely horrible, but uh, what are you going to do? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not as pissed off as I've been at, at previous efforts that they've put up, um, primarily for the reason that, you know, losses at this point, they serve only to improve our chances in the draft lottery, so... Uh, what happened? The the answer to that question is not a whole lot. Uh, Marc-André Fleury made a lot of saves. Uh, Jake Allen made a lot of saves. Quite a few, at the very least. And the Habs lost. Uh, they were the better team early on. Uh, they got a power play in the first five minutes of the game. It doesn't go, uh, but it looked all right. Uh, pretty even by the end of the first period. 13-12 to 12 were the shots in favor of Chicago. Uh, but nothing there to suggest that Chicago was really going to dominate this game or anything. So it was like, ah, we, we got a chance in this one. Maybe they're going to make a game out of this. Second period, more of the same, pretty even, pretty boring, honestly. Uh, but Kale Clegg uh, takes a penalty about 12 minutes into the game. Seth Jones finds Jonathan Taves down in front. Bang, into the net, one uh, nothing for the Chicago Blackhawks. That was Jonathan Taves' first goal of the season. His first goal of the season. He's been having a rough year. Uh, of course, it took a game against the lowly Montreal Canadiens to get him going. Uh, and it worked, right? Uh, he didn't get anything else for the rest of the game. But uh, we go into the third period uh, down only one nothing, And that doesn't feel so bad, right? It's only one goal. Habs can get that back. But, the, you know, the first 12 minutes of the period, not a whole lot going for either team, really. Certainly not in the way of quality chances. Uh, the Habs had a few quality chances, but most of their quality chances, they shot them over the net. Right over the net. Uh, and then, with about eight minutes left in the period, I think it was exactly eight minutes, actually, uh, Alexander Romanov with an ill-advised pass towards middle of uh, his own ice. And Henrik Borgstrom gets it, beats Jake Allen, makes it two to nothing. And that's the way the game would end. Uh, and the game ended, interestingly enough, in uh, front of a Bell Center crowd. They were chanting Marc-André Fleury's name and cheering as their team lost. So uh, that should tell you all you need to know. Uh, the people here in Montreal, we are, we are fed up. Um, we are looking forward to that draft lottery. You know, we're feeling like at this point, 
the more games we lose, the better chance we're going to have in that lottery, and we might be able to get uh, Mr. Shane Wright as a member of the Montreal Canadiens. All eyes on the uh, on the World Junior Championships this year. Uh, we got Caden Gooley going, uh, and we're <laughs> we might as well be counting Shane Wright. I don't know. Uh, is it too early? Yes, but at the same time, um, they're going to have a pretty good chance in the lottery. And honestly, in this game, there's not a whole lot to uh, to talk about one way or another, right? Uh, but let, let's start with what infuriated me from Dominique Ducharme. Um, what infuriated me from him was when I'm looking at the usage of the players that he had out there, right? The three least used forwards were Cédric Paquette, who I agree, he should not be getting used very much, but also Michael Pezzetta and Jesse Ilonen. Um, Ilonen played five minutes and 49 seconds of even strength time on ice. What's the point of having him up with the Montreal Canadiens if you're not going to use him? Right At this point in the season, with, with where the Canadians are at, it, it needs to be about development. It needs to be about development and also showcasing some of the players that you feel like you can, uh, that you can trade away uh, to improve the future of the team. Um, he's clearly not on the development track because Michael Pizzetta and Jesse Lonan are two of the younger players on the team, uh, and he's not really using them. So what's the point? Why not let them be down in Laval? Call up some of your uh, more veteran AHL players like... Um, you know, Alex Belzil. I mean, what's the point of having these guys up here if they're not going to play significant minutes? They can play significant minutes down in Laval and continue developing their game, right? Uh, Cédric Paquette was uh, the third least used forward. I agree with that. He really shouldn't be playing very much. I don't think he should be in the lineup at all, personally. But there's a lot of injuries, so uh, we can forgive that one, right? I can't be too angry at them and they for that. But then the fourth least used forward was, guess who? Cole Caulfield. <laughs> I, I don't know what Dominique Deschamps thinks he's doing. Does he think he's coaching a team that has a chance of making the playoffs? Is he trying to win games? Are you trying to win games? Right? Are you trying to win games or are you trying to actually foster some development? Because let's face it, at the end of this season, when he goes into his exit interview, which I'm assuming he's going to have some form of an exit interview, uh, the Habs have given no indication that they intend to make a coaching change during the season. So we assume he's going to make it to the end of that season. Now, if that's the case, when he has that exit interview, what's going to look better for him? Having a shitty record and saying, well, I barely used any of the young players that, that I was given throughout the course of the year, or having a sh shitty record and being able to say, well, look, this guy and this guy and this guy took positive steps. This guy right here, he didn't do so well, so we got to reevaluate and we got to work on some things there. And this guy, you know, he's not doing very well at this particular position, so maybe we need to move him. I mean, what's going to look better? Obviously, if you have any inkling of hope that you're going to keep the position that you currently have, you need to be able to show them something, whoever that new general manager is, right? And Jeff Gordon included. You're going to have to be able to go in there and say, look, here's what I did. You know, we were dealt a shitty hand this season with injuries and everything, but I was able to accomplish this, right? Nobody is expecting at this point that you turn this team around and make the playoffs. So don't try to do that. Try instead to develop your young players, right? And that leads me to my, my second thing that was infuriating for me. Um, I, I, first, I got to say something that I liked. 
which is that he put Jake Evans back to his actual position of center. I like that. I do believe Jake Evans should be playing at center. I didn't agree with him being put on the wing in the last game against Tampa. And I like the fact that he brought him back to center. But, of course, he takes Ryan Paling and shoves him on the wing. That line actually did pretty good throughout the course of the game. They were above 50% possession. Uh, they, they did pretty well. But my problem there is Jake Evans and Archery Lekkinen alone can, can handle that with pretty much anybody you put on the other side. Why do you have to put Ryan Paling there? Why can't Cedric Paquette go up there or Jesse Lonen go up there even? And let Ryan Paling play center on the fourth line. And then give them more minutes. Obviously, you can't just, you know, have Ryan Paling play center and play four minutes of ice time. But, like, I, I just don't understand the configuration that he's going for here. Because it really seems like, again, he's trying to win games more so than he's trying to develop his young players. Because if you were trying to develop, you know, Ryan Paling playing at his natural center position would be very important. Right? It would. Because you want to find out what can he do with that position. Is he a viable option for you next year and beyond? Right? Cédric Paquette is not an answer for this team this year or beyond. So, like, why are we letting him play center and then just limiting that line to, like, four minutes of ice time? It doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm struggling to understand that. So, realistically, I... I think he sh- I, I Honestly, I'm going to say it again. I think Dominique Cham should be fired. He should be fired. I don't know why we're waiting until the end of the season. Um, he clearly can't see the forest for the trees, similar to the general manager that got fired before him. So why are we wasting our time sitting here watching him You know, refuse to use his players in a manner that's actually conducive to development? And I don't know. I don't know. I'm just done. I'm done. Um, Silver lining, right? I've said this many times. No matter how bad things get, I'm going to always pick a silver lining in every game. And it is very hard in this one because, honestly, nobody really stood out in terms of skaters. Um, I will say this. The line of Nick Suzuki with Mike Hoffman and Jonathan Drouin, they did really well. Um, They were, what, if I pull up my stats... 69.57% 69.57% Corsi for it, even strength. That's pretty good. They had a pretty good night. So I think that line could work uh, for the rest of the season, and it might be something that could get uh, Drouin going a little bit, could be something that gets Suzuki going a little bit. They've got a good shooter on the other side with Hoffman. Um, interesting, interesting. But that's not my silver lining. My silver lining, and I think I've done this one before, Jake Allen played very well. And it will serve only to increase his trade stock. And I do believe he is a goaltender that will be on the move uh, before the trade deadline. I think he's going to be a very, very attractive asset for a team that's like pushing to get in the playoffs, um, but thinks like they need a little bit of help and maybe goaltending is one of their issues. Um, I I don't really want to spitball on what teams might be interested, but I think he's going to be up there. I think the only the only bad news there is that Marc-André Fleury is another goalie who's in the very same game, got a shutout, and stands to be available before the trade deadline as well. So, you know, there might be some competition uh, in terms of the goalie market, but I think probably the two hottest names out there would be Fleury and Allen. So the Habs might be able to go and fetch a pretty penny for, for Jake Allen. And the, the way he's playing, it, he, he has had 
I want to say, maybe two bad games this season. Uh, and even when he's had those bad games, it's like the team in front of him has been brutal. So it's hard to really fault him 100% for those games anyways. I really think he might be their hottest trade asset. There was some talk uh, earlier today that Brendan Gallagher uh, might be on the board. He might be on the trade block. Uh, I don't love that because I'm a huge fan of Brendan Gallagher, but even if he is on the block, I think their hottest asset might be Jake Allen. I think there's a lot of teams that could use a goaltender like that um, for a, a run to the playoffs and, and a run while they're in the playoffs as well. So, uh, you know, hey, if he keeps putting up efforts like that, it's only going to serve to keep increasing his tra- uh, trade stock, and we'll see. Uh, Jeff Gorton, you know, it's, it's a new day. Jeff Gorton's in there, and they're working right now on trying to get a new general manager, which is supposed to come after Christmas. So I wouldn't expect anything uh, pre-Christmas. I wouldn't expect any Christmas gifts in terms of trades. But I think they will come. And I think Jake Allen is one of those guys that uh, he might end up, you know, paying dividends for Montreal in in, in the form of a trade. So uh, we'll see. We will see. Uh, I'm going to end it there uh, because I don't really have much else positive to say. So we're going to end it on a positive note that we've got some good trade assets that uh, that might yield us uh, some dividends pretty soon uh, we are running uh, over 13 minutes so gros soirée pour les employés de soutien we are on Spotify uh, Megaphone Google Play uh, Apple I am on Twitter at DrakeMT uh, drop me a follow I would appreciate it very much we will be back after Saturday's game against the St. Louis Blues uh, so as always thank you to everybody for listening and à la prochaine